I'm Stefan Franga from University of Hertfordshire. Um, just want to echo Sam's comments about being here and um, being, feeling very fortunate for that. So thank you very much for the uh, invitation. And yeah, that we should be using those online spaces. So please do engage um, with me if, if you want. So I'm going to be presenting um, my doctoral, um, my doctorate so far, which is a collage of transitions, uncovering personal histories uh, and portraying transitions. Um, so a little bit about myself. Uh, my day job is research and evaluation for widening participation for the de that department at Hertfordshire. So looking on, looking after the outreach and the student support uh, programs that we run. Uh, and the other side is doing this at D at Hertfordshire, in which I'm in my second year, hoping to complete next year. Um, and this is quite an uh, unashamedly qualitative uh, piece of work. Although I will say, um, there's a lot of counting that goes on in qualitative research. Uh, and I'm going to be sharing a lot of data with you, uh, most of which is our images um, and quotes, but those are not um, isolated quotes. They uh, represent uh, a lot of weight behind them in terms of how often that theme came up. So, yeah, a lot of counting um, that goes on. So, just to explain a bit more about the research, uh, this is about first year students from non traditional backgrounds coming into Hertfordshire, uh, Hertfordshire Uni and their transition into uni during that first year. So just looking at the first year. And um, why is this important? Uh, well, there's lots of research out there that says that first year uh, of university is crucial for determining the persistence of that particular student. Um, there's a particular concern for students there from the WP backgrounds as well, and their continuation in this respect. And just a um, institutional, um, I guess, context there. Uh, in 2014-15, the, demogra the, dem the demographic that I'm looking at, um, they, there was a 14% dropout rate between the first year and the second year for those types of students, compared to about 6% across the rest of the institution. And well, the aim is just to better understand the experiences of these students, and really to give a voice to them. I kind of made a conscious effort not to compare them uh, to sort of more traditional students, because I want them to be able to sort of stand on their own and I want to sort of avoid the kind of deficit model um, traps that we can fall into, in which I think, unfortunately, sort of talking about widening participation sort of brings up um, quite naturally. Um, so, yeah, and obviously, hopefully, wanting to influence policy first at Hartfordshire Uni and then um, beyond. So we're going to talk a little bit about the theoretical background that I'm looking at, um, really talk about the methodology I'm using, which is this collage methodology, although it has sort of evolved into incorporating more traditional methods, so talk about that as well, and then share some of those findings with you, which are, as you can see, going to be um, lots of images and um, lots of quotes as well. So I do mean this sort of cutting and pasting of materials and then piecing those together into a, uh, uh, what I would call a sort of art piece, um, and that's, they revolve around particular themes that we are exploring in the research um, sessions. On the theoretical side, um, although uh, he is French and he is dead, uh, <laughs> I still think there's a lot of value in Fulgia, and there's a lot of contemporary research as well um, that has used him and sort of evolved that thinking. Um, and Diane Ray and her colleagues did this a bit with what they called individual histories and what I'm calling personal histories. It's kind of a subset of habitus. And um, I won't go too much in that because I think uh, probably many of you are familiar with. Um, transition as a concept is obviously very important to me, 
and I'm looking for literature that embraces the, uh, the idea that you can have multiple student lives, not just one, and that that one is not just a sort of institutionally focused. Uh, I will talk a little bit more about transition in a future slide. And then non-traditional, so I'm trying to avoid using the word widening participation student, um, but we are talking about underrepresented individuals on a socioeconomic level. So transition. Um, Gail and Parker had, have a really useful article where they sort of do a systematic review of uh, research around transition, and they come up with some really useful definitions which I'm, I'm using. Um, the first is transition as induction, and this is really about following uh, specific pathways and within a specific time frame and with milestones that are defined not by the individual but by the institution. So as you can imagine, this is a high level of institutional control here that the university has. Um, so we might be talking about registration, different ex um, exam times that, that the students sort of go through, and then they are sort of badged eventually as um, a student or a year two student, year three, et cetera. Um, the other one that they use is transition as uh, development. And this is much more about the individual. It's about personal tra trajectory and sort of growing as a person. Uh, this quote there, shifting from one identity to another. So the very different. Um, this one is non-linear, uh, and yeah, focuses more on the individual. So why use collage? Um, it's part of an art-based methodology, uh, and it can be used to explore emotions and feelings in a different way. And it's sort of about getting away from the primacy of language, and not just relying on that, um, but using um, images to express how a person is feeling about a particular um, situation, environment, phenomenon, transition in this case. It can allow for new, uh, new connections to appear based on what the student feels is uh, appropriate. And it allows them to go to engage with the, the topic in their own way, um, in their own time. And in this way I feel it limits some important power issues that you can get in more traditional research. So to give you an idea of what a collage might look like, this is a group collage that was done. So first, it's just the sort of pacing of materials in the middle. And then as we go through and talk about it, I wrote in around everything that the images re represented. Um, so I've circled a few things that are interesting. This idea, there's a mask on the front. And this is to sort of show um, that the students might not always feel like they're the same person when they're at uni, that they might be have different sides of themselves that they choose to uh, show or not show. Um, there are some pound signs on the eyes representing financial motivation. The word voice in the map has been um, spliced to give the eye, the individual, uh, more uh, importance, I guess. So I think you can see it's quite a rich pastiche of information there that we can get into. There are some tensions that I discovered. Um, this is an early piece uh, from the pilot I did last summer. And I won't go into too much detail, but basically it's very narrative rather than focusing and exploring identity, which is what I wanted to do. Uh, it's no fault of the student, really. It's my fault um, for the way I've set things up. And I realized that I needed to have a much more co-participatory approach here. And so someone like uh, Penny Jane Burke, uh, she champions this sort of methodology. And so this is about really letting the student or the participant engage with your material. So sharing some of the issues of the research, why you're doing the research, why it's important, why they're important. Uh, letting them engage with what might be some uncomfortable issues. And certainly there are some when it comes to widening participation students and why they are WP students and that sort of thing. But I saw that as a challenge that they had to engage with that. And they took it on um, really well. 
uh, also introducing more group elements, and then traditional methods. I realized that although the collage is a great visual tool, um, what's actually maybe even more important are the discussions that happen afterwards, um, and the focus groups that we had or the interviews that we had afterwards. That's where you get the real data that you can analyze. Because actually trying to interpret or analyze a collage on its own, you can get into some quite, I guess, dangerous um, grounds in terms of uh, your interpretations. Um, so it becomes more of an introspective elicitation. So a typical session um, will look like this. We had a starter activity, uh, which is my way of letting them engage with the topic. And so I just pose some simple questions, introduce some broad themes, and then let them brainstorm on the flip chart in groups. Based on what they put down, we then work on our individual pieces, and um, the explanations of these and the discussions that ensue are recorded. And then if we do a group collage, it's sort of the same process. So that's the kind of uh, research session, and that's how that went. So I'm really trying to focus on what these personal histories are that define this particular group of students, and then how those shape their identity as they come into university, and then how that has an impact on their transition at university. There are a number of hypotheses, um, which I think we'll all be quite familiar with, and which are in the literature, about the conflict that these students can face when they come to university. Um, so I won't go through those, um, but they will come up later. So I'm going to show you, uh, share some findings with you now, and I split these into sort of term A and term B. That's how I sort of this research ran. So term A was last term in the autumn, 2015, and term B is just finishing now. So this is really uh, new data. And um, so the first term, we were exploring personal history and how it impacted on their student identity. Now resiliency, um, we will be familiar with as well, but this was came through much, uh, very, very strongly in terms of what the students had to say. And obviously they had financial resiliency in terms of um, parents' income and et cetera, and some schooling uh, difficulties in terms of alternative routes that, had, that they had to, to take to get to higher education. But what really stood out is in the red here, it's about um, resiliency in terms of the journey that they have been going on um, before uni, um, at uni so far, and projecting into the future. They have a really clear sense of um, how difficult it's going to be for them. Being yourself was also very important. So this is this idea that you know they're very they see themselves as very individual and that that resiliency comes through as sort of being a bit more closed off I guess and uh, the importance of being yourself and being individual at university and we'll talk more about that later and the importance of the family in terms of making them proud and, um, and other issues there and the way that manifests itself in terms of identity at university is this sort of survivalism mentality that sets in um, because I did find it difficult at first, which I'll talk about as well, um, in multiple aspects. Uh, so that resiliency, well, they draw on that. It's something that they're familiar with, that they've experienced, so it comes through very strongly when they get to university. The other side of the personal history that I think comes through a lot is what I'm calling sort of neoliberal backbone. And I'm talking about neoliberalism in the tradition of sort of Stephen Ball and Brown and Hesketh, um, those pieces of work. The students really have really, really strong, clearly articulated goals for themselves at uni and beyond. Very financially motivated, uh, their clear idea of what success looks like, um, very aware of the competitive environment they're in at uni university, but also what they will face in the labor market, 
and the need to invest in them in themselves. That's the main reason they see as going to university. And there's a lot of gaming language, um, and I mean gaming in sort of Bourdieu sense. Um, and the way this translates into a student identity is an intense work ethic at, at um, university, uh, which leads to academic success, a more positive side of student life than on this side, um, lots of confidence, and uh, also lots of exhibiting the passion they have for their subject. So I'll share some quotes and some collages that reflect some of the things that we've talked about now. So this quote is about um, resiliency in terms of family and finances. And in this collage, um, sort of evoking the resiliency in, the, um, in terms of the individual and the importance of being yourself, and I've sort of <coughs> highlighted the, um, the word defiant there and then person, uh, um, the person's back, uh, which this is a description of that by this particular student. So it's quite strongly suggesting that sense of individualism. Here thinking about that resiliency in terms of the journey and an awareness of disadvantages versus, versus advantages. And again, that quote sort of directly links with what they were putting down in their collage. Thinking about that neoliberal backbone, uh, this quote is about um, how society measures success, which is very interesting. And then here about status, um, which is quite provocative as well. So you kind of see why, how they get these very well-defined goals in their mind if this is the kind of things that they're exposed to. Um, again, about competition here, uh, elements of journey and competition in this collage. So featuring quite prominently. Talked about that um, sort of gaming language. So here we have a quote about um, unstated rules that need to be followed. At the bottom there it says first impressions count, so I'm highly aware of what they need to do to get people's attention in terms of that union um, in the labor market. And thinking a bit more about this gaming and personal development, um, this is a great quote here. So again, extremely aware of their position. And this quote kind of encapsulates, I think, the whole term for me, um, that, that first term. Uh, thinking about the environment they're in, elements of success, com uh, competition, etc. So just thinking about this again briefly, um, at this point, I had quite a different view to how I view things now. This is sort of December time. And if I just introduce a few quotes from Bourdieu, which I know you can't see at the back, it says, um, talks about the feel for the game that Bourdieu talks about, and then the classic fish in, fish out of water. At this point, I'm thinking, you know, wow, these students really have a good feel for the game. Um, and I, they seem very much fish in water, not out, as we would expect. Um, but that view kind of changes as I explored um, the tr their actual transition um, this this term, which we'll come on to now. So that initial transition was actually quite difficult. 
And there's a real question, even why they're even at university in the first place. Uh, particularly socially, they found it quite difficult to, to integrate. Academic mismatch, which you know, unfortunately you might expect. And what that means is that actually success comes later for these students. Um, and the main bearer of success is actually the peer group that they, that they have. Not how well they do on their course, or uh, how, how intelligent they think they are, or how much they learn. Um, having a peer group leads to success across the board uh, for students. So that's what they're focusing on. Um, and then developing the confidence comes from having that peer group. Thinking about capital and habitus a bit more, you know, is there a mismatch? Um, these students do exhibit this kind of split personality behavior where between their uni selves and their home selves, and the home is still very much um, privileged for these students. They go home almost every week, uh, every weekend. Um, and we've also got some, I guess, more classic academic mismatches. And they also rationalize the disadvantage in a really interesting way, which I'll show you some quotes on later. And if you think back to the, the definitions of transition as induction, or more about the individual development, for these students, transition is about, it's an individual experience. It's not about a collective experience. Um, and the personal development side is uh, more important than what I put there, the university-sponsored life cycle, you know, what the university expects them to go through. That's Still, in, I mean, they acknowledge that because you, you know, they need to pass their exams to get into year two, et cetera. Um, but it's more important, I think some students even said, you know, it's like 75, 25 for them. It's more important for them to develop personally. Um, and you also get a lot of this language of winning and losing, um, which again, I think, touches on that gaming, uh, the gaming side of things I mentioned earlier. So I'll show you some, some data to, to back this up. This is a group collage about uh, early transition at uni. And here we've got, it uh, says going in blindfold in the top right, so the sense of being unprepared when they come to university. That stack of papers there represents, according to them, uh, all the work they have to get through, not just academically, but all the things they have to get through uh, when they come to uni. And then a little image of two people alone uh, at a table uh, expresses the loneliness that they felt at the beginning of university. And here we see a quote between two students uh, about making friends. And this is about that sort of academic mismatch. So you see that use of the word battle there, it's that kind of um, conflicting type language. Uh, the split personalities I was talking about, again, the worst of use of the word conflict, uh, it's quite a strong quote, really. Um, everything that they do at university conflicts with the person they are, they are at home. And again, this is probably even, even stronger here being at university. So I spoke about that rationalizing their disadvantage. Um, we talked in the sessions that you know, maybe uh, some students are uh, more prepared for university and why, you know, why that might be. Um, and that, you know, they might have parents or siblings, et cetera, that have gone to university. Most of the students in my group, um, they're and they were the first in their family to come to uni. And actually, they see that as an advantage, not a disadvantage. You see in the quote here um, that they, they just don't see how, how parents might be able to help um, them. And you can see they even sort of laugh it off, really. And in this quote, also about parents and about um, judgment, that people can't judge them if things go wrong at 
university. Um, so that, that really shocked me, actually, that, that they would think um, that, the, that they are not at a disadvantage. This collage of picked out the bits about um, peer group and this quote, you know, the best way to ensure that you have a good experience and a smooth transition, um, again, this sort of winning and losing language, is to have a good peer group. Um, and at the bottom, that sense of being the individual um, is prioritized over the group. Um, you're the engineer to your life. So clearly, if anything goes wrong in their universe experience, they're the ones who are going to have to sort it out. And they do express it in that, in that way. So just sort of wrapping up now, um, thinking back to the research questions about you know, what are the personal histories that we get through these students, and how do they shape identity, and how do those identities impact on transition, um, well, we're getting strong levels of resiliency um, that I think reflect those motivations of this neoliberal context that we're in. That is reflected in the early experience um, because they draw on that resiliency. Uh, and Ray and her colleagues in the uh, Strangers in Paradise paper talk about this disconnect between really well-defined career aspirations that um, the students that she was looking at had but lacking the appropriate capital to kind of get there. And I think, you know, early conclusions, I would be I'm heading in that direction myself. Um, and thinking about that last research question, impact on transition, well, I think there's this over-reliance, well, <coughs> know, question mark, over-reliance on the self during the transition. Um, so I just pose this question back at you, really, is, you know, do you think institutions rely too much on resiliency, which, after all, you, it's not something you can teach, uh, to get non-traditional students into and through university? Because if we are, then I think you know, that has quite a big policy impact. Um, you know, we shouldn't be relying on that kind of a characteristic uh, to sort of save students or um, get them to succeed in that way. So that's it, yeah, thank you.